everybody. Thanks for joining us in and into our guest segment here in the Common Sense Show. My name is Dave Hodges, and as you know, this is the show that's freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And we need your help unenslaving a lot more because all I see everywhere are sheep, more sheep and more sheep, and people donning the mask in place where it doesn't even make any sense. And we've got store managers that are going nuts with power, and it's just crazy what's going on out there. And so, listen, we're headed for a cataclysm. Let's just make no mistake about it. Food inflation has tripled since last year. I've got the data from the government, and the government doesn't even tell the truth on these numbers, so it's probably far worse. And we know that food is going to be used as a weapon if the Bolsheviks take over, which looks likely in the November election. And they'll control you with food. They'll control you with other resources. And so I thought it would be a good idea to have Robert Griswold on from ReadyMadeResources.com to tell us about how to conceal our resources. And that's all of our resources, including us. And we're going to get into that with Bob Griswold here in just a moment. But first, we have to pay a couple bills. One, storable food. <laughs> you keep hearing me say it. They're going to come after you. They're going to use the food to get you to go behind the line where the barbed wire points in. And if you want to feed your family, that's the choice you're going to have, unless you make some decisions right now. I believe once the election is over, or even if the election gets close, we're going to have trouble getting supplies. The supply chain chaos is growing worse, as I've reported on our YouTube channel and on the website. You really need to take matters into your own hands. How do you do that? Well, you go to preparewithdave.com, and there's a sale that we have right now. Um, and it's the, really the first sale post-COVID. Um, and it's 40, nearly 40% off, $100 off the four-week package. Restaurant quality. People are buying multiple sets. We had a guy yesterday buy over 100 sets of this. Why? Because it's cheap. And he knows that you're not going to get this anytime soon. And you need to stock up. So go to preparewithdave.com. Our other sponsor for this particular program is Ready-Made Resources. And that's the business of the guest that we have on, Bob Griswold. And I call Bob King Prepper because I, I don't know anybody in the country who knows more about prepping than he does. I don't know anybody more who's more accommodating and more helpful to beginners. Answer all the questions you want for free where most people will charge you. And uh, this is really going to be an informative program. So if you have resources and you're in the business of acquiring resources, this is a must-listen program. Bob, welcome to the show, and I think this might be one of our most important programs. Well, you know, you said so much in that opening statement, Dave. There's a lot of comments I want to make, you know, about the sheeple wearing masks. Um, I think this should make uh, a mask that actually looks like a sheep's face, but and people would probably wear it. But, I, you know, I saw a meme the other day, and it was so true. It says, if you're wearing a mask in your car, I presume it's to keep you from licking your windows. You know, um, yeah, it's yeah, like... Yeah. What? Exactly. How come you're wearing a mask in your car? Um, you know, the, the masks don't work. It's been proven they do not work. Um, and, and so, you know, just you see these people walking around, and they act like they're, you know, somehow holier than you. But uh, I was in a grocery store the other day and, you know, just looking around. And, and one of the things I do notice, Dave, is there are more and more of the shelves that say, sorry, this product's not available at this time. Of course. I even took some pictures of it. I can send them to you if you like, but it's just, you know, it's not available from the manufacturer. And and most of it is, is, that, is food that's actually nourishing and good for you, canned, you know, vegetables, canned fruits, things of that nature, meats. Um, they, they're short supply or no supply. 
So um, you know that's that's just another data point along the along the route to say you know it it's it's way past the hour, Dave. I mean, we keep talking about people getting it every day. I just look and see more and more of the the Bolshevik revolution that's coming, um, and and if it's just going to incrementally grow like a cancer. And the, the, I don't think the political will is there to excise this cancer from the body politic, even though it's going to be self-destructive. It's like if I ignore the cancer, it'll go away, right? I've got this horrible pain in my side when I breathe. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, it hurts so bad. And um, you know, I'm losing energy. Um, you know, I just feel bad. I can't keep food down. But gosh, if I go to the doctor and tells me I have cancer, I'll die. Well, you've got cancer. It doesn't matter what the doctor tells you or not. You've got it. And that's the way it is in the body politic right now. The body politic has cancer. It's in a, I would say it's in a stage three or stage four level. level. And, um, you know, we don't want to admit that. People don't want to come to the face, face the facts and admit that we have a tremendous cancer in our society right now. And it is this Bolshevik revolution. Um, it's this it, it Marxist socialist idea. I mean, and, and young people, a lot of them are just absolutely enamored by it. They've not been taught the history of what Marxism, socialism does in a society, the, the absolute ravages of a society, the, the death count of a society, the, the loss of um, incentive in a society. Because, again, you know, everybody's equal. So if I can excel, you know, if I was a brilliant guy and I could build a better product and I had to start doing it, it could make everybody else look bad. So that's what happened in Russia. Nobody wanted to excel because if they did, then they were the oddball out. Whereas in a free society, the guy who can capitalize and make uh, benefit from his bright idea um, will do well. But that's not the way it works, and that's not what we're seeing happening. All you have to do is just look at Portland and these other cities right now that are in complete anarchy. And I think we're going to address this tomorrow night, but, it, you know, even though I think they're forcing Trump's hand on this as far as making the troops go in and, and, and um, quell this act of insurrection and rebellion, uh, we'll talk more about that tomorrow. But um, it, it's forcing his hand so that later on down the, the road when they become in power again that they can then say, you know, we're going to be using it against Christians, conservatives, people who did it. Because after all, Christians are hate people. Conservatives are hate people. And so we got we got to stop them from spreading their hate. And so we're going to just send troops out on the street, pick them up. Nobody will know where they went, and they'll be never seen again. Uh, they'll just be whisked off the street. Um, and and that's where it's heading too, because uh, you know this this godless society we're living in right now, uh, this lawless society. We're going to see more and more of this type of thing where people do not have any respect for the law, respect for the property of others. In fact, the Bolsheviks don't even have – they don't have no respect for the fact that I own my property, you own your property. It's collectively owned. And so we're going to see this move more and more, and and that's why we've talked about you know this um, Joel Skousen. You've talked about a strategic relocation. If it's at all possible, Dave, you need to you need to get into a place where you're going to be more accepted as far as your political views are concerned. I mean, I look at this couple in uh, St. Louis. You know, um, you know, if they had been in um, somewhere in Utah, they they would be honored. I mean, you know, it's what they did. Uh, it, but in, in there, where they have a political hack who's a full-blown Marxist who lets, you know, absolute rioters and people who beat other people up out of prison with no bail, but she, then she wants to put these people in, in prison and charge them. You know, it, it just shows you that, you know, strategic relocation, location, location, location is going to be everything when it comes to where you can survive. Now, I will say this. 
you know, I, I do quote Psalm 91 frequently, and that's that we trust in God with all our heart. If he has us in a place um, where you're surrounded by, uh, let's just say, less than conservative or Christian people, you know, you might live in a liberal town in Massachusetts, California, you know, any, any big democratically controlled city, yeah, this, and you're stuck there, you can't move, you're going to have to trust God. And this is, where you, this is where getting on our knees and praying that God covers the eyes of our enemies, gives us protection, um, and, and we will have to do that. Because, Dave, what we're going to be seeing now, in, next, in fact, I'm going to draw back here, you see, you see the assassination of that judge's son? Yeah, I've, I've done a couple yeah. of uh, broadcasts yeah, on it, and I'll, I'll tell you what, YouTube, dead. Yeah, YouTube does not want you talking about this. This is really sensitive. Okay, so we be, be, but I'm just saying, um, in, in the levels of an insurrection, assassination. Remember, I think we talked about this last time. Last time we were on, we were talking about assassinations, the next stage. So yes. we'll leave it at that. Um, but, but yeah, it's um, it's expect to see more, and then the infrastructure attacks, the fires, and all this other stuff we see going on. Um, it's designed to bring down infrastructure to make your life, my life, more miserable. Fire is absolutely something that they will absolutely use. That's why, um, you know, if you live on a property, make sure around your house you, you don't keep flammable stuff because you don't know when they're going to show up in your neighborhood. And if your house has trees around it, you know, you might want to consider just some pruning or cleaning up or whatever. Um, and, you know, if you live in a fire zone out in the west, you, you know if you live up high mountains, high mountains or anywhere that cleaning dead wood out getting that done so the fire can't be used against you and burn you out is a very important thing and that's one of the things you can do for security because nothing is going to be worse than having a house full of supplies and having it burnt down so you know uh, having people have fire extinguishers via fire suppression and again dave i harp on this all the time being able to see at night because if they Mm -hmm. come they're going to be coming at night and they'll try to burn you out at night uh, when you can't see them. But uh, little do they know, with, with night vision and infrared lasers, as soon as that first spark, I see somebody lighting up something, then um, you know it's not going to go very far. Um, I'm gonna, at that point, I consider myself uh, under uh, you know uh, imminent danger of mortal injury or you know severe burn. It's, I was listening to Matt Bracken the other day, and I think they had excellent advice. If you're caught in traffic. You know, with uh, protesters, and they're just beating on your car. All you have to do is just go like five miles an hour, and start swerving back and forth, back and forth throughout the cr- through the crowd. And um, you know, people can move more than five miles an hour. So you know, you can, they'll, they'll get out of the way. Not, that, instead of getting run over, they will get out of the way. The first, he said, and I agree with him. First time the glass is broken. They could throw anything in your car. They could throw a Molotov cocktail in your car. That's when you hit the accelerator. Just if they break the glass, if they breach the security of your vehicle, then you just hit the accelerator. But not before that. You show restraint, and um, you know that's what I would say. Tell people, and you know, in, in all fairness, the couple in St. Louis, uh, you know, they they were being a little careless for those firearms. I understand. They they probably didn't have a lot of training. And this is where training is so important. Um, you know, pointing a handgun at somebody um, who's not posing an imminent threat to you. And I don't know what the crowd was saying. I wasn't there, so I can't comment whether they did or did not make a, a, a personal threat to them. But a pointing a firearm at somebody uh, that's not uh, making a threat towards you is is aggravated assault, and, and you don't want to you know you don't want that. Um, even even uh, brandishing. Uh, whereas if you had a firearm concealed and you lifted it up to intimidate somebody, that's brandishing a firearm. You don't want to do that. 
um, that's where training is so important to come in, Dave. And, and that's why, I mean, uh, John Lovell, uh, Matt, uh, Matt Brack, uh, Everett uh, from Brushbeater, uh, uh, John Lovell, he's been on your program before, Warrior Poet, um, Tactical Response, Chuck Yeager, uh, not Chuck Yeager, James Yeager. Um, you know, all these places give absolutely great advice on training with a firearm. When, how do you engage? When do you shoot? When you can point? What you can do? And that's why everybody really needs to do that. Because it, what it's going to come down to, Dave, is that people are going to start looking for resources when they dry up. And you don't want to be the person who absolutely smells, reeks of everything. I've got a ton of stuff. Because, uh, you know, eventually, if you, if you are that person, you're going to have a very difficult time defending it. Um, and again, you'll be coming at night, so the night vision is something, again, that's very, very critical. And I, I don't want to sound like an infomercial, but I'll tell you, um, Dave, <clears throat> night vision sales have gone up 400% in the last month and a half. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm not surprised. So people are people are understanding it, and I would just say if, if you're interested in getting it, I would uh, probably get in line. But let's talk about let's talk about uh, the food. You know, the first, first and foremost thing is concealment. Um, you know, you've got to be able to conceal it in such a way that people do not know that you have it. And that's that. Take notes right now because these are some things that you want to do. Um, you know, if it's in your house, you don't want to have it in, in a place when your house casual guests, your best friends, unless you guys are networked together, can see it. Um, you want to have it somewhere in a basement, covered. You want to have it somewhere where you open. You don't want to have you open your garage door and somebody see, you know, uh, my Patriot Supply, a big pallet of it out there. You don't want that. You want to make sure that it's covered and people cannot see it, and you don't tell people you have it. So even if it got, you know, gets, if you live in a bigger area, a bigger piece of property, you might want to even take some of it out of your house, and you know, you can get um, uh, hardy containers or other containers and probably put some of that in there. Uh, that it protects it from the weather and put it out in the woods. If you, like I said, if you live on a bigger piece of property, camouflage it with leaves and other things to make sure that you have it separated, broken apart in several different places. Again, if you were burned out, you, you don't want to lose everything. So if you if you live in that bigger piece of property, you could do that. Even if you even if you live in a small piece of property, putting a little bit of it, you know, buried it in the backyard, it gives you an alternate, uh, a backup, so that all of a sudden you're not completely without everything. You do have some extra food laying around. Conceal it. Um, if you have a crawl space under your house, it's generally a lot cooler underneath there. You can put it under the crawl space. I would still conceal it. Um, make sure your crawl space is not accessible from outside. If it is, make sure it's locked um, so that people can't just go start, you know, checking. Now, here, here's some big things, Dave. I'm just going to just suggest that people people do. <clears throat> when you order, and, and I don't know if my, my Patriot Supply do this, but ask if they can blind ship it. Um, you know, you don't want to have, you know, the Apocalypse Food Company delivering buckets with big, you know, letters on it, survival food to your house if you can avoid it. Um, because, you know, that, that's going to, anybody who sees that's going to remember it. The UPS driver will remember it. So if they can blind ship food to you, that's the best way to do it. Um, just make sure that you do that uh, if it's at all possible. Um, if you don't and you're having food delivered, a lot of it, I would consider uh, going and having it do a will call. That means I go down to the UPS station and pick it up. I don't have the UPS driver deliver it to me. So most you just have it say, you know, I don't want it delivered to my house. When they order it for me, Dave, I'll just go down to UPS and pick it up. And that way you have another layer of, um, you know, anonymity there that you pick it up and you take it to your house. 
um, it's it's even though there's a record of you know things, it just takes one step removed from you know the UPS driver or the FX driver, whoever it is, delivering it right to your house. So uh, a will call is is a good way to do it, especially if you're getting a larger amount of food. Just go down there with somebody's pickup truck. If you can't don't have a pickup truck, just go get a U-Haul uh, rental van. And, and put it in there and uh, take it to your house. Wait till night, unload it at night, so people don't see what you're doing. Uh, again, that's being that's called operational security, OPSEC. You're being you're being smart with what you have. You're not going to just sit there and let all the neighbors see it, because all you have to do is go and remember. You can watch that um, Twilight Zone. You remember the Twilight Zone episode, Dave, where they, the nuclear bombs were coming in, and his buddy, everybody knew he had the bomb shelter. Yeah, and they wouldn't let him in. The guy wouldn't let his friends in. <clears throat> but they broke the door down eventually. Exactly. Yeah, so you don't want that happening. So there, there's those are things that you can do. Here's something mo- most people don't think about, Dave, and feel free to jump in and ask questions. Well, no, you're, you do- you're on a roll. I'm not interrupting. Okay. And what are you going to do with the ask. trash? That's a good question. Garbage intel. Yeah, yeah. Look at New York City when they've had uh, trash strikes. It is a nightmare after a week. You, it's not only that. It's garbage intel. All i got to do is go around and look at your garbage. Oh, yes. Good point. I mean, if you're throwing your buckets and cans away, I mean, that's garbage intel. Somebody's going to go, oh, look at that, my Patriot Supply. Okay, he's throwing buckets of that away. Okay. Um, or, you know, whatever. You, you want to be careful and be very, very concealing with your garbage. Um, even if you have a fireplace or something like that, burn it. Do whatever you have to do. But don't just throw it out on the curb. It's like the guy who buys, the, you know, the 900-inch you know, plasma TV, and he throws the box out on the front yard for the garbage man to get it. Well, that garbage man, man, it's like, okay, they got a brand-new TV in their house. I can tell you from law enforcement friends, that is a number one way of gathering intel of what somebody gets is looking. Well, they just got a new refrigerator. They got a night. They got a new TV set. They got this. They got a new computer. Um, just some garbage intel. Police use it all the time. And once you put it, I mean, legally, once you put that garbage out, it becomes public domain. So anybody can go through it. They can just take your garbage, pick it up, and you know, start weeding through it and saying, okay, well, he has this. He's got that. Look at that. The cans of this. Cans of that. Food, food, this, you know, and so you got to be very careful with what you do with your, with your garbage. Um, don't throw it away for public domain people just to come on by and get it and start looking to see what you have. Especially if the government puts a moratorium or some type of uh, restriction on the purchasing of food, it, that's all you have to do. One time they see one bucket of, of survival food and the gig's up. You know, you, nobody buys just one bucket. So you you want to keep that in mind. And here here's the other thing, Dave. If you if you're sharing food, this is what you got to do. Okay, first of all, you don't want to give away buckets of my Patriot Supply. You just don't want to do it because that's going to scream prepared. Um, I would get just some extra cans of beans. Go down to Walmart. You know, Price Breaker brand, whatever. You just beans, rice, whatever. And if you have if you have a benevolent nature and you do want to help your neighbors, give them that stuff. Because it, it, again, that's not going to scream anything. That's going to scream. You know, I'm on a budget. I don't have a lot because I'm buying the price breaker. You know, I mean, I love buying the Goya right now just to shove it in the liberal's face. But uh, you know, I want to buy this stuff that's going to say I'm really scraping by. Um, so, you know, that's that's what I would do. I, I'd have a little bit of stockpile of that. That if I do have a benevolent nature. Or even even if somebody did break into my house, they're going to see that I do have a little bit of food on the shelves. So even if they stole it, it's just like they think they found the cash, but they found just a minor little cash. 
and that's what I was telling earlier about uh, breaking your food apart into different places if you if you can do it if you, if it's possible if you made a big piece of property or even if you buried some in the backyard even if you buried three days worth of food in the backyard that's going to give you three days if all of it's stolen something burns down whatever you got to have three days worth of food to think okay I've got something I've got to do. And um, that that that's that's an important part. But again, uh, just recapping that garbage discipline is going to be absolutely critical. You don't want to be throwing the stuff away. Please listen to that. Do not throw it away. Um, a lot of times, the buckets can be used for other things. I mean, a, you know, a, a bucket can be made into an improvised toilet. Uh, a bucket can be used to carry water. Um, if you are using buckets and you use them outside, make sure you take the labels off so people don't see the My Patriot Supply. Because again. Dave, once they get hungry, once people get hungry, they are going to be looking for anybody and anything they can do to to do that. If, if, if it becomes a property rights, this is my food. That means nothing to a hungry person. That means I have to shoot you. So uh, be very, very careful with that. Your OPSEC, going back to make if you can get it blind shipped or you can do a, a will call pickup at a UPS station or a truck station wherever where they deliver to and you might want to even have it delivered to one a city that you don't normally you know don't don't have it delivered to the um, UPS station that you normally pick up stuff from that would deliver to your home have it delivered somewhere else and then you go to that one and pick it up all you'll be asked for is an ID real quick and bing bang boom it's over with and nobody's gonna probably remember that in three weeks so those are some things that you can do for operational security. The other, here are some other things. If everybody in your neighborhood is losing weight, Dave, and you're not, what's going to happen? They're probably going to invite themselves over for dinner. Yeah, they're, they're going to figure it out real quick. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, so um, what I tell people, again, Sang Su, the art of war. All war is based on deception, and this is the thing that you're going to have to get crafty at. I'm going to base it on deception. If I, if you can go down to Goodwill and buy you know, loose clothing, um, you can get them dirt cheap, a pair of trousers for maybe a dollar, $2, um, and buy clothes that look older, buy clothes that look bigger, so it looks like you have lost weight. Um, because it, this sound might sound very, very, um, you know, off the wall right now, because we have we live in the land of plenty. But once people start getting hungry and everybody else's belts start t- loose, you know, all of a sudden you notice that it used to be on notch three and now it's on notch five, um, you know, and yours is still on notch three. Uh, they're going to figure it out pretty quickly that you do have food that you're you're hoarding. And again, all you have to do, Dave, is go back the mask Nazis. I mean, you, you see them out there. I mean, they're like ghouls screaming, you know, that somebody didn't have a mask on. Can you imagine what they're going to do when, when, when all of a sudden it's the food Nazis? I mean, you know, hey, if you turn your neighbor in, you'll get part of the food that we steal from them. So, uh, again, be careful. You really with that. think there'll be food snitch programs? I think there's definitely. I mean, <laughs> the best way to do it. Let, let me throw you another softball, okay? Yeah, I mean, that, Dave, that's 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 like uh, what do they call T-ball? <laughs> that's how easy that one was. Yeah, just put the ball in a little stand and whack it. You know, that was a T-ball question. Yeah, what can I say? I've had better moments, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I suppose if you're hungry enough and you want to eat their food, you know, you'll have people turning in people for food that don't necessarily have it, but you think they might, so you'll get some of it. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean they'll just say, I mean, Shot you know, they, I mean they have they have snitch programs right now for people not wearing masks. I know. Snitch on your neighbor, mask Nazis. It's crazy. Um, yeah, and so it, it, absolutely they'll do it. Absolutely. 
So again, everything that you can do to create deception and, and, and subterfuge when it comes to food is doing good. We've talked about it so many times. Yeah, I, I, I've seen it. I've read about it. I've personally seen it, what, what people will do when they get hungry. Um, they'll sell you their kids. I mean, you, you, nobody likes to think that, but they will. Um, and so just be very, very careful with that. Offset clothing, uh, the trash, uh, garbage intel. Uh, the other thing, too, is that, um, you know, people ask, you know, what, what are you going to do if you, your food is, you know, you've got to leave it open, it's humid. You're going to have to probably get used to eating things that you might not normally want to eat. And what I'm saying is this. If you're the only one not in the government food line, everybody else is going down and getting their government rule. So you better go um, through the motions, right? Go through the motions, absolutely. Like people say, well, I never use credit cards. Well, that, that, that makes you an oddball. It really does because everybody uses credit cards. Here's my so, concern about what you just said, though, okay? So you go stand in the credit card line, but here's the problem. I think you get food and water and these other resources, Bob, so you don't have to go out and make yourself a target. You, you don't that, want to make yourself true. You accessible. You have to be careful. Yeah. It, it's a two-edged sword, but if you're never in line, believe me, they're going to have, you know, 1400 Smith Street, 1402 Smith Street, 1404 Smith Street, 1406 Smith Street has never shown up. Or people living there, you, you got to make it look credible. Now, if it's dangerous, yes, that's a different that's a different story. But if it's not dangerous, you know, you, you want to at least play mm -hmm. along, and that way you can also yeah. gather intel. If, if you're you down there, and if, if you can't bring people to your house, you should be living in another house. Do you agree? It, it, precisely. So uh, that's absolutely a great statement, Dave. So you just redeemed yourself from the t-ball easy Thank you. softball question. <laughs> Curveball, <laughs> low and outside corner, strike one. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was a, that was a, yeah, that was definitely a strike. So, um, but yeah, so yeah, you, you want to make your house look like everybody else's house. And again, going down into a line like that, um, you can. There's a lot of intel you can gather. You can hear scuttlebutt. You can hear what neighbors are talking about. So you're not the you're not the oddball out there. You can talk the talk. Listen. You know, I watched a Star Trek episode one time, and there was a, like a um, you know a, a time warp or something like that, where these uh, the Enterprise. It was a different time, and all the all the uh, Captain Kurt and Spock and all these other guys were like really bad guys in it, and they got switched universes well you know spock at the end says it was a lot easier for you to play a barbarian than the barbarians to play civilized so if you're if you're down there and you're listening you can gain that kind of intel and you can you can act the part you can act whatever you need to act and do whatever you need to do to make it make people think that um, well, I'm, I'm just in line hungry like everybody else is so just use that but if you never show up they're going to wonder why 1406 Smith Street is not ever getting his food. You know, be, be careful. Just use, use smarts. This is something that's going to take discernment. Uh, but again, the gray man blends in. The gray man does not isolate himself completely. And again, that's why when people say I never use credit cards, I just say, well, you, you, you know, the, if you look at the bell curve of people who use credit cards, 99% of the population uses credit cards. So if you're not using them, you're in that, you're in that uh, peripheral where that's what they look for. They look for those anomalies, and once they find that anomaly, then then they start to exploit it. If you remember the program before, what is the purpose of intelligence gathering? It's exploitation. 
So the government does it. Everybody does it. They gather intelligence so they can exploit you. So if you're if you're inside that nice bell curve of the gray man, <clears throat> the nice little good guy that's playing the game, you know, then you're going to be in, inside that. Right now, I don't wear a mask because it's really no high risk thing not to wear a mask. But in a situation where you know the government was taking people away that weren't wearing masks, I'd wear it. I mean, you know, I'd wear it just to just to look like I was fitting in with everybody else. You know, under my breath, I'd be <laughs> looking at everybody going, I wonder who else in this crowd is doing the same thing I'm doing. But I wouldn't know because everybody has a mask on. You know, so that that's that's what you, what you would be want to doing. So, again, it, it takes some smarts to do this stuff, and you want to think about it before you have to do it. So um, I don't know if you have any questions up to now, Dave. But um, Well, I want to go back but, to the hiding the food. You mentioned mm-hmm. about do you have a pantry way under your house that you can lock up? You could bury it in the yard. Can we get more specific about hiding places and the techniques one should use? Well, uh, again, you know, it, it a lot of it is dependent upon, you know, different layers of what you can do. Obviously, under the bed, it's it's hidden. Now, it's not a high, secure place, but people aren't going to see it. Um, most people aren't going to let other people in their your closets. Uh, and, and the way modern housings, houses houses are built, there's not actually, you know, you know you know, secret passageways where you can hide stuff. Now, if you're building your own house and it's big enough, you might, you know, put a little buffer between walls where you can have a false panel and do that. Um, but be that be, be that as it is, you generally can't do it. So the thing most people are going to have access to are crawl spaces or attics. Now, again, attics, it's going to get very hot up there. So you're going to have to understand your food doesn't go bad, but the food value degrades quicker when it gets hot. But it, 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 here's the toss-up. This is where it requires a little bit of thinking. Do I would I rather have my food value diminished, or would I have to lose lose my food? So and it'd be easier to probably hide your food in an attic than it would be um, anywhere else. In well, most I think it's a mistake. To, it's kind of like why you don't put all your money in the bank. It's a mistake to keep all your um, your resources in one place. I, I think you need to have multiple hiding places. Exactly, and that's where even if you could take uh, the, those buckets and you know just seal them up well, and then bury three or four of them, maybe five in your backyard. Um, you know, or if you have something that people would not want to move very easily, put them underneath that so they wouldn't. Have, they, most people don't want to have to work like that where they have to tear something apart to find it. You know, anything you can use like that to create cover, concealment, hiding it out of plain sight, and, and there's different layers to it, levels to it, um, are, are, is going to be beneficial to you. Because, again, if somebody breaks into your house and they look under your beds and they steal that food and they look in your closet and steal that, but they miss what you've got hidden in the backyard somewhere or up in the attic, you, you're still going to have some food left, and you, you're not going to be put in a pickle right away. Um, to where all of a sudden, you know, it's like, what do we do now? We don't have anything to eat. And then you're going to be in, in the same predicament a lot of a lot of people who've never prepared are going to be in. So breaking that up, and if you live on a big piece of property, you know, 20, 30 acres, which a lot of people do who buy food, I mean, good grief. you got you got woods, you got stuff, you, you, plenty of places that you could hide food where most people would not find it ever. I, I know um, a guy who um, has buried food. Yeah, and he's attached um, a demolition to it, and it's pocket friendly. In other words, he keeps the uh, the detonator with him at all times. Yeah, he you, says you, if you, I you, ever get marched out there, he goes, someone ain't going home too. Yeah, now uh, booby trapping is illegal. 
So I mean, I know, I know. Um, but in that situation, if the zombies are out, I don't care. Uh, you know, there are no I, rules anymore. Hey, yeah, when the, exactly. When the, when the excrement hits the fan, Bob, there's no rules. I don't care what yeah, exactly. the law says. Exactly. That's I just want to make it real clear to people. Don't you know booby trap stuff on the normal times, and if somebody breaks into your house, and you got a shotgun wired to your door, and you blow their brains out, you're going to go to prison. Um, you know, if the zombies are roaming around, that's a different story. Um, so just keep that in mind. Booby traps are illegal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, I just want to say, say that. Don't do that in normal times. Um, so, again, Dave, we've talked about what will people do for food, how long before they will do it. Um, and, and, and the questions, I mean, it, it doesn't get very long. Look how quickly Chad, Chad, Chump, whatever that place was in Washington that fell apart. And what was the one thing they were begging people for? Yeah. Food. Yeah, exactly. They ran out of food real quick. And they were begging, pleading, send us food, bring us in food, do that, you know. Marxism worked so well, they you know they couldn't produce anything, so they were begging for food, and um, you know they were going door to door. If um, Mike Adams is is accurate, and I think he is, in fact I know he is, uh, you know they were not only extorting people for money and jewelry and stuff, food, whatever, but they were you know doing the other thing to them, assaulting them sexually, um, humiliation, all of that. So um, you know do that, Dave. I, I want to draw. You know, it's going to come a time right now. I'm a federal firearms dealer. I can go to any of my wholesale firearms people. Okay? Do you know there's not a round of five, five, six ammunition I can buy? I've heard none. That. I mean, there isn't. Terry, I can go there and Terry look. Terry Cook just told me that yesterday. Yeah. No forty-five. No nine millimeter. No thirty-eight. No forty. Nothing. Um, there's no AR-15s available. And and now people are. You go down to the gun store and you see a six hundred dollar AR-15 for two thousand bucks. You see a round of you, – you can find the, the 5.56 ammo, but I used to pay $0.30 cents a round for it. Now you're paying a dollar a round. Okay, so it happened. This is a fact. This is not like, you know, in the future sometime firearms are going to be hard to get. No, it's right now. What are you going to do? You don't think this is going to go to food? It's definitely going to go to food. It's going to go to every necessity people need so that you are absolutely riding on the very edge of existence and with the government handouts. I mean, this is what it's designed to do. Uh, right now, I can promise you, you I, I mean, I go to, I'm not going to mention their names, but I deal with some of the largest wholesale suppliers of firearms and ammunition in the country. Nothing. Nothing. How about um, AK-47? Nothing. No, you can't buy them. They're gone. About seven six two by thirty nine, the AK forty seven rounds gone. You can't buy it; all gone. Is it coming back? Who knows? But if the uh, if, as you say, the the excrement hit the fan tonight, it wouldn't matter, would it? No. And see, the thing is, it didn't need to be made illegal, did it? Not legal. It's not illegal to buy five point five six ammo. That's you know AR fifteen ammo. It's not illegal to buy seven six six two by thirty nine. It's not illegal to buy nine millimeter. There's just none to be had. So by de facto, it's banned. I mean, it doesn't you ban it, can't get it. What's the difference? I mean, you know, if I if I walk up to somebody and shoot them, or they actually playing with their gun and they shoot themselves in the head, that person is just as dead. It doesn't matter how it happened; they're dead. Um, so it doesn't matter if it's because the government comes out and says we're going to ban it, or it just becomes unavailable. It's gone. This is going to happen to food. It's going to happen to water. It's going to happen to it all. 
uh, all the necessities of life. But, uh, you know, we always think there'll be food there. But again, we start to see these ripples, just like the coin shortage right now. It's just small. It starts out small, and then it's like, oh, these coins are dirty anyhow. The paper money is even dirtier. And we all know where that's going. We all know the, 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 that, the, that the pocket, uh, uh, you, know, uh, you know, shortages right now, they have pocket shortages of different things. This is not available. That's not available. It'll be in next month. This, nobody in America has ever seen this before. I mean, nobody. And so, uh, well, maybe people who arrived in World War II saw the, uh, the, uh, the rationing process, you know, if, there, if there's still some World War II people alive. But most of those people that would be alive would be children back then. They might not even remember it. Um, but, you know, most people alive today have never seen what we are seeing right now, and that's the uh, spot shortages showing up. In fact, massive shortages showing up with the firearms and ammunition. And so as this ripples through and, you know, they've shut down more and more um, food distribution places, shut down farming, shut down all the things that are needed to put a can of green beans on your table or a potato on your table. As more and more of those are shut down, um, you know, the government gains more and more control over you. And the only way to prevent that is to do what we said and then to use the operational security to make sure you protect it. And Dave, this is, again, it is not a sales pitch, but I will tell you this. Anybody with night vision is going to take everything you own if you don't have it. It's just like it, it's like it is going to a knife fight with you blindfolded. Imagine that. I can see. I have a knife. I give you a knife, but you're blindfolded. And see, at night, somebody has night vision. Is the guy without the blindfold? Somebody doesn't have it. This guy's blind because he can't see. And you're both doing knife fighting. I, I don't like that equation. I don't. I don't like the guy without it. So I'm just telling people. Um, it's one of those critical necessities that you must have. It's expensive, but it is a critical necessity. And I don't say that just to sell it. I tell you that because that's the real world. That's factual. Just as factual as you can't get firearms right now, just as factual as the food shortages are, are here and are coming in greater and greater waves. I've been writing about the food supply chain chaos. I was quoting the BDI, Baltic Dry Index statistics, which are an all-time low. And nothing's changed, and currencies are imploding. Banks are trying to keep one step ahead of the burning bridge by hoarding gold, but that's only going to go on so so long forever. I mean, here's what people don't know, Bob, about this. No, kind of shifting gears here for a second, but you know, hiding your resources, your cash. You got your cash in the bank, and that's where you're keeping it. The next step after gold, if that's not working, the next step is bail-ins. They're going to take your money to pay their debts. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and again, all we have to do is just look. The gold index, I think, is an indicator. And um, you know, uh, gold is up three hundred ninety-three dollars this year. Three hundred ninety-three dollars an ounce of gold is up three hundred ninety-three dollars. Um, I think the beginning of this year, silver was around fifteen, and now it's almost twenty. So that it just tells you what's happening to the money. Uh, the paper money is it by day by day. I mean, you know, in the last three years, we've spent at least nine trillion dollars that we know are probably much, much more, and I think it is much, much more. But at least nine million, uh, nine trillion admitted dollars into debt, and and that cannot have any effect but if food inflation and everything else inflation, because again, it's just you have more and more paper money ch- chasing more and more hard goods or less and less hard goods. Um, and so that's just going to cause inflation. I mean, uh, the gun thing is a perfect example of inflation. A six, $700 AR-15 right now can sell for $2,000. To the guy who doesn't have one, he will pay it. 
because he knows all oh, I waited too long you know I thought oh that nobody needs an AR15 well I think everything that's happened in the last 6 months in this country proves people need a box fed magazine weapon just like that couple in St. Louis you know if you have a if you have a five round shotgun um, you know, and you have a lot of protesters. Yeah, you might take out a few, but you're going to be quickly overwhelmed. When you have 30 rounds of hate uh, put in that, uh, that that thing that you can sling out and change it out real quick, it, it, it causes people to stop thinking about it. That's why the military uses them. And we're seeing right now um, military-type assaults on people. I mean, I just see these horrific videos, Dave, horrific. I saw a video the other day of a woman these two guys had beat her down and then climbed up the top of a car and were jumping on her. And she was crying and pleading for her life. And they were just climbing like it was a game. They were climbing up on the car and just jumping on her. And you could just just see her body just just bend under the weight of their bodies landing on top of her. Uh, you know, no one there to protect her. Uh, no one to, to do anything, probably unarmed. And that 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 paradigm right now is quickly changing. But I think the 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 uh, the wisdom of owning an AR-15, a 308, a semi-automatic, uh, you know, weapon with a detachable magazine is gonna, is becoming clearer and clearer by the day. That's the one thing the Democrats have done really, really good: convinced America that we do need AR-15s. You know, the the thing anymore. Who needs who needs a gun for hunting? Who needs 30 rounds for hunting? You know, the idiots, Joe Biden and the rest of them. Uh, if you can, you know. If you can't hit something, and if you can't hit a deer with 30 rounds, you need to stop hunting. Well, you know, it's proven right now that the AR-15 is uh, might not be made for deer. It might be made for something else. When you have 10, 15 attackers trying to hurt you, which you will, um, it's it's going to be you know the only thing that, that stops you, especially if you have a couple people with them. All we have to do is go back and look at the Koreans during the Rodney King uh, fiasco when they when they you know yeah, were losing. Exactly. Yeah. They were coordinated. What did they have? They had communication. Uh, they That's had true. And let's let's talk. The, let's talk about some more resources that we need to hide. Okay. Well, obviously, you know, um, you, you know, water. Um, you're going to have to have water somehow because if you, you know if you live in an area where you can have uh, rainwater barrels, that. But still. You got to be careful with it. You know, if you have a fenced-in backyard, people can't see. That's one thing. Uh, a pool is another thing where you can have water. Toilet bowls are another thing. They make things called water bobs that you can fill. Actually, use to fill up. It's a hundred-gallon bladder that goes in a tub. Um, those are all things that you're going to need because without water, you don't eat. So you want to make sure that you have the ability to purify water. You have the ability to store water, and you know, move it around. It's heavy. So this is not something that you're going to be, you know, if you get a 55-gallon drum and fill it up, you know, even Arnold Schwarzenegger on his best day when he was in his 20s is not going to move that because it's over 400 pounds. So you, it's, a, it's a heavy item, and you're going to have to be concerned about it, but you, you absolutely have to think about it. And, you know, if you live out in the country uh, like I do or you do, and you've got a pond or, you know, a well, that, that's great. Um, but if you live in a high-rise and you're trying to do it or in a big city where your know, water comes from, you know, some plant somewhere, you better have the ability to store some extra water and, and, and keep it, you know, pretty well, you know, quiet that you've got it. Because to rehydrate your food, your freeze-dried food, you're going to uh, need that water. So that's one, yeah. one well, thing. You, I'm lucky you, I've got a pool, courtesy of my yeah. father-in-law, but uh, and, and some of my neighbors do too. So that part of it's okay, but you have to have a way to purify it. Yeah, and again, we go. We've talked about this before, Dave. The OODA loop, the O O D, yeah. um, 
ODA. Um, you observe and orient. So this is where training your mind this way is always so important that you are always you have your 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 hand on the the pulse of what's going on in your area the area study we've talked about you know what's happening what type of dynamics are in your area uh, obviously if you have you know a lot of you live in the south and you have a lot of church people that they're going to still be just as bad when they get hungry but you don't have active gangs you don't have all these other things going on whereas in a bigger city we've just seen what happens uh, chad todd whatever it is i mean they were going door to door that that could be the worst case scenario because they'll just ransack your house and if you're living in a, a tenant you know like a, a, a high rise or something like that it's going to be difficult for you to hide your stuff that's again that's why I tell people and what strategic relocation is all about if you can do it do it um, do you think there'll be organized searches to people's homes oh they'll, I don't think they'll, that I they'll know sweep blo- and here's what I'm asking okay in other words uh, whatever agency of the government comes out. Today we're going to cordon off these six blocks. We're going house to house to search for resources. The government won't do it. They're, they're going to hire the gangs to do it. They're going to give the gangs. Yeah, absolutely. They'll give the gangs. You know, you get so much of the loot. Everything you get, you'll get so much of it. I mean, Dave, if you if you were empowered uh, to say, listen, okay, there's a hundred homes there, you go loot those homes, um, and you can the, the women are yours to do what you want to do with. Um, and whatever you get, you can keep 25%. You just got to bring us 75% of the loot you get. Oh my gosh, Dave! You, how many people think you, there's, they're going to jump at that? They're, they're going to jump at it. So uh, again, um, you know, strategic relocation. You know, where people are more like-minded. Um, uh, again, become the gray man. Don't don't tell people what you have. Be very very cautious about what you do. Um, going back to the earlier part of the conversation, um, if you can get a, a, a will call, and you know if you live in Smithville, go to Jonestown. Bad bad choice of words, but go 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 pick it up at that UPS station. <laughs> I just got that delayed reaction. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Send my Kool Aid to Jonestown. Send my Kool Aid to Jonestown. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, if you can do that, do oh. it because then you're one step removed. Uh, again, more operational security, or have it just shipped in boxes where people don't know what it is. I think things of that nature. Just you, you start acting smart right now because this is what we're seeing. Yeah, the people in that uh, that uh, you know communist playground. I mean, they were going door to door. Absolutely, they're going mm-hmm. door to door. And you know, if it's not the government, it'll be a warlord, and the warlord will promise underlings. You know, sex, food, money, whatever they can get if they just go door to door and start taking it. And again. We've talked about networking um, and, and doing an, an area study, and that's the thing. If you have a good area study of your area, you don't ever let that happen. You don't let the warlord get, get his foot in the door to begin with. Um, as soon as that starts to develop, you, you have networks in the community, and you, and you just deal with those, those people who want to do that real quick because you do not want something like that gaining power. And, again, that's where doing an area study. Samuel Culper from Afforded Observer, forwardobserver.com, I mean, does all kinds of good information on his website about doing an area study and, and knowing what kind of conditions you have in your area. Do you have active gangs in your area? What kind of drugs do you have in your area? Do you have drug gangs? Do you have a lot of drug use? Do you have a lot of people on uh, government assistance? I mean, all those things, um, you know, paint a picture of what you're going to have to deal with once the, uh, you know, the, the music stops and there's only so many chairs for people to sit down in. Well, this, you've made it daunting, and, and I can see, too, if the, the government's going to send out their mercenaries to carry out these acts, there's going to be a lot of problems. 
Well, th- th- this is this is again where networking and, and working with people in the community you don't have to tell them what you have, but once it starts to go south, you know, you you want to get with your neighbors and say we need to protect. And we've seen it happen. It, it was spontaneous um, of neighborhoods. You know, you, you saw them with Black Lives Matter marching down, and all of a sudden outside that gated community, you saw fifteen, twenty people with rifles. That wasn't that was spontaneous because all of a sudden everybody knows, you know, this is a mutual. Uh, a mutual protection society right now going on. It, it, a lot of it be spontaneous, but just knowing what your area is is mm-hmm. it, it, it'll happen. Trust me, it'll happen. People people are going to network and group together to protect their communities, and that that's where knowing a lot of the conditions of your community ahead of time will benefit you dramatically. Who, I mean, you know, it's it's just like this. I mean, what did um. You know, the, uh, the general say, uh, you know, when I'm standing in line, I have a plan to kill everybody there. I mean, you know, you, you he has he's already pre-thought it out. Um, he's thinking it out. His brain's working while there's not a condition red going on. And right now, that's what we need to be doing. Uh, you know, and, and again, I think I think chance if we do it correctly, we have a very very good chance. Chance will be on our side. If we do it poorly, yeah, then we will be exploited. We'll be taken advantage of. We'll lose, and uh, we don't want to do that. But that's where uh, preparation right now, physical preparation, moral preparation, spiritual preparation, and then, you know, the material preparation. All those things come into play. Um, You know, I want to know, I mean, do I want to be more, uh, you know, team up with somebody who's an immoral person? That just you know uh, no I want to find the people who are pre- pretty pretty much good in that that scenario study that's knowing you know who's decent people in the area in, in law enforcement are they going to be good people I mean you know what's all those questions and if you do it correctly I think you could have a pretty good chance of uh, weathering it mm-hmm. do yeah so it's it's not hopeless and it's not hopeless and I don't want to paint it that way it just takes preparation Jim I mean I go to the I went to the gym today got on the treadmill. I can't and go I to the gym here in Arizona. Yeah, well, I, we can go to the gym. Um, and I got on the treadmill, and I really amped it up. You know, 64 years old, I yeah, amped it up. There you go. Well, let me and, tell you what we've done, though. Okay, you'll be proud of me, Bob. First of all, I'm swimming almost every day. Outstanding. And, and I'm between a quarter and a half mile. And I'm gonna. Did you start at that? No, did not start No, that. That, that's my point. No, and and, that's and, my... and we got, we got uh, the bike. We've got a fully fitted weight room now. Um and for the last three months, I think my son and I might have missed three days of working out. Yeah, um, what, well, that's my point. Is that I, I could get on that treadmill and I could really amp it up because I've done it a lot, and and that's training. That that is that you know it, it, could I do that if I just sat there on the sofa watched reruns of Jeopardy and ate Twinkies? No, I wouldn't be able to do that. You know, even at any age, I probably couldn't do it. But because I condition myself. It's going to give me the uh, the ability to do far more than I could do if I don't do it, and that's what I'm that's what I'm saying right now. That's what we could do in this program, Dave. This program's not like okay, dig a hole, bury yourself in it because the end, you know, the world, and you're going to die anyhow. No, this we're talking about the pitfalls of what you will face, and we're not talking about the pitfalls just to say, well, you know, it's going to be all hell and you're going to die and you know this is going to happen. No, we talk about the pitfalls so you can avoid them. We talk about pitfalls so that you can you can plan around them. If I know there's a barricade on the road, do I go down that road? If I know Black Lives Matter is on the interstate, do I drive down that interstate? No, I go another way to avoid them. And that's what we're talking about here, the pitfalls of what we will see and how to avoid them. And, and, and when we do that and we do it correctly, I think we give ourselves a better than average chance to survive this. 
So this is a message of hope. This is a message of doom and gloom. But again, the reason you can swim as far as you are now, because you've been practicing. You've been training. The reason I can run like I did is because I've been practicing. I've been training. Um, You know, back in my 20s and 30s, I I, I actually was a 400-pound, no no steroids. I could actually bench press 400 pounds. That's really good. yeah, I mean that's 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 a whole, that's a benchmark of what they consider high level bench pressing. Um but you know the first time I walked in the gym if I'd put, you know, four 45 pound plates on each side and did it at 405, I mean I'd have crushed my chest with it caving down on top of me. I had to build up to it. And um you know again, that that's what I was talking about. You know, you build up, you layer upon layer. You have the moral courage, layer upon layer, because you're 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 doing what's right. You're you're promoting what's right. You're living before God what's right. You're 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 doing the material preparation, and then you're you're doing the, the um, just the the, uh, the the networking that you need to be doing, and and laying the groundwork for that. And again, we saw how quick those communities could put people out in front to protect their community from people who would probably go in there and exactly. just loot. It that happened was the spontaneous. Lesson. Yes, the, the the Koreans. That was spontaneous. Because they knew each other, they were networked together, and they quickly formed a defense force. And that's what you need to be doing. And maybe you know that somebody listening to this program right now, you'll be the guy who organizes it. Okay, this is what we need to do. I I, I know we here's the weak points. I've done the assessment. We got a weak point here. We got a weak point here. We've got 15 AR-15s in this community. We need to allocate assets here. Allocate assets there. You know this is this is how we do it. Uh, anybody have radios? Okay, you got a radio. With what frequency? You, you, you've done that ahead of time. That's area study. And you, you, all of a sudden, chance favors the prepared. You've yeah. just done something, and it's spontaneous. It yeah. You don't do this ahead of time. It's spontaneous. You've just created a, a dramatic increase in your ability to survive. We've given people a lot of material to think about and work on. Now, we've got to do a service for the people, too. They're wondering, okay, well, you got this stuff at your store, so we got about a minute and a half, Bob. Um, I want you to go through and 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 really about a minute and and talk about your your store readymaderesources.com and what what they need. Well, we're actually strongly promoting right now, um, you know, the night vision and the communication. Um, having some ability to have solar, we do have solar panels of varying sizes. We have portable solar energy systems. We sell the kilovolt. Um, it's a complete system. Uh, you know, true sine wave inverter, solar panels, everything's included. Um, it's Kilo Vault Rescue System. It's on our website, and Kilo is like the 2.2 pounds Kilo Vault. Um, and then, you know, again, uh, varying degrees of uh, radio communication, which is going to be so critical, you cannot even imagine what it's going to be like. If if you've got, you know, three blocks in a gated community, you're not going to be yelling, hey, Joe, you need to go. You're not going to be doing that. You're going to have to have radio communication to protect, to organize. And then, again, you're going to need at least some, some people that can, that can protect at night because when these goons are coming out at night in, in Portland. They're, I mean, they're protesting during the day, but the, you know, the, 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 the real anarchists are coming out at night when they're burning and raping and looting. That's when they're, that's when they're coming out at night, and you want to be able to see them. If you do it properly, um, again, you have to have imminent danger to your life, but with proper night vision and the infrared aiming laser systems, if somebody's bringing you know, death and destruction to your door, uh, you can take care of them. God forbid we ever have to do that. Nobody no, no, I hear you. I don't, I don't want to have to do that either, but no, nobody I have does. to be honest with you. I've mentally rehearsed and practiced enough. I will do it yes. uh, if, if, if needed. Uh, how do people get a hold of you, Bob? Um, I give out my cell phone, 865-360-3661. 
Um, or you can call me at 800-627-3809. Keep trying. We are busy. We will, I will respond. Robert at ReadyMadeResources.com. Um, I just want to tell people we did lose a key man 30 days ago. I don't, told you, Dave. We, yeah, I did. You know, I Jeremiah know. had a fatal accident. Um, so we, we finally found somebody to replace him. So we've been a little stressed. and you know It's been a little overwhelming. Um, I would ask people to pray for his his wife. She is due with a baby, and oh you know he's yeah. It's that's a tragedy. So it's been a little um, <laughs> difficult, but uh, we are getting the night vision out. We're getting the radio communication out uh, fairly quickly, and um, the, the the kilo vaults are available. Hey Bob, we, and on that note, we really got to scoot. We're up okay. against it. I want to thank you for joining us here. We're going to do a part two of a general overview of what's going on, but we wanted to do a show on preparation. I think we've got uh, the ball rolling for a lot of people, and of course you're going to have more questions, and Bob told you how to get a hold of him. Bob, thanks so much for joining us. God bless. Thank you. Take care.